Welcome and happy morning to ya. This is Back from the Brink. I am Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us shortly. So uh, it is the 31st of July. That is right, the last day of July in 2020. It is day 1422 of lockdown. Uh, we shall never see blue skies again. Man, it feels that way at times, doesn't it? And so we, we spend our time doing things like watching the news and getting irritated at our politicians because they're awful. Um, so, yeah. Yesterday, Donald Trump suggested that perhaps we should postpone the elections because of COVID, that people shouldn't be out voting and that mail-in voting would be fraudulent, but that absentee voting is a good thing. And I'm like, hmm. What's the difference there? Is it just a number, a matter of scale? Uh, Aaron pointed out uh, that you know it's not the voting that that's fraudulent; it's the counting, and so you got to be careful. Well, today, uh, the fine folks in Hong Kong have said that uh, they're going to postpone their legislative elections for a year over coronavirus. They're supposed to vote in September. And so their chief executive, Carrie Lam, is now talking to the Chinese central government about how to legally do that because uh, their constitution mandates that the people in the legislation serve for four years only. And so they're going to have to either extend that or what they'll do is they'll just, hey, let's wipe out the legislation and we'll just let uh, the central body legislate from China and that's what Beijing wants to happen in the long run so I wonder and I fear about this postponing elections is I'm going to say never a good thing it's never really a good thing because what happens is is it lets the people who are in office or the people in power think that they have a right to be there forever and that is not how a democracy works and unfortunately Hong Kong is less and less a democracy as time goes by even though they were supposed to have 50 years of of easing into being Chinese the Chinese are trying to make it happen sooner and the Chinese government is trying to make it happen sooner and there's a lot of people in Hong Kong who are very upset about that so we will see how it all plays out I I think it's going to get uglier before it gets gets prettier. Let's put it that way. Um, and and I fear that um, you know our president is playing on our fears by by dropping the same kind of hints. Um, as I was telling uh, Aaron earlier in our radio show, though, I believe that that he doesn't necessarily think that postponing the elections is something that's going to happen but he drops that lead balloon so that everybody goes oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh and then when he comes back and says no we need a federal recount of this state that seems like it's a less uh egregious thing but i tell you what a federal recount of a state is which is a state function is counting their votes is as much a hijacking of an election as a postponement of an election is and we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't not let that happen. We shouldn't go there. So we'll see what happens. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm good, Todd. How are you? <laughs> the way you said that. I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. Um, it's well, you know morning. what? I was, I was multitasking. I was yeah. 
Yeah, putting my car in gear to drive away. I caught you off guard. What was that? I said yeah, I caught you, well, you off guard a yeah, wee bit. But, but how I called you, so how was I off guard? But you're absolutely right. <laughs> no, it's it's funny how that happens though, right? You know, it's yes. like you know, you're going through the motions like getting ready. It's like okay, here I, I sit down, I buckle up, I hit the dial, I do you know, and the, and then suddenly I'm talking to you and you're like what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait exactly, a minute. exactly. Hamna hamna. Yeah, you know, I was just kind of rehashing the talk about uh, Trump and his threat to um, to postpone elections and and positing the idea that I think that he doesn't expect to postpone elections, but that he's going to use that as the lead balloon that makes it seem okay for federal intervention in counting in a state somewhere. You know, he's going to come back later and say, you know, the election was mostly okay. We just had a problem here, so we're going to send in federal people to do the counting, which I think is much a, is as much a hijacking of an election as postponing. Because, I yeah. mean, you know, counting votes is a state job. It is not a federal job. And, and the, the feds have no business there, just like, you know, they have no business marching into Portland when the governor and the mayor say, we don't want you here. Well, they're leaving Portland. I don't know if you saw the news on that. They are yeah. leaving Portland. Yeah. Um, you know, I, from what I understand, and I have been reading and listening to lots of different sources, they only had the power to go into Portland to protect federal buildings. And that right. was their, that was the pretense to go in and, and kind of knock down these riots. Right. Yeah. But that's and I did a, say that, pretense. Exactly. That's, and that's what I was going to key on as well is that, yeah, that's the pretense. Um, it was it was meant as a show of power. And I think that much was clear. It was, you know, you're you can you can trash your city and your state if you want, but don't mess with our federal buildings. Um, you know, I don't think anybody cares about the federal buildings as much as they care about. Look how strong we are. And if you guys get out of line, uh, you know, we'll send in people. I think that was the message that was being sent is, you know, you're not behaving well and we're going to fix that. Yep. And and by well, I mean the way we want you to, you know, yes, you're which is what we want. Yeah. yeah. So, sounds an awful lot like the people who have been protesting in Hong Kong and the Chinese government is saying you're not doing what we want, you know, and I hate yes. to be comparing us to Hong Kong, but it seems like a very similar situation to me. Well, the, the other I think the more appropriate action would be to say to any of the state governments, and I think he did this in Minnesota, you can you can let rioters burn your state down, knock yourself out, but I'm not sending you any federal dollars to clean up afterwards. I he agree. He has the power to do that. I agree, and I think that was the, that's a much better way to put it, you know, because that you do have the power of a lot of purse strings in terms of federal funding that goes into these states yes. and in a lot of different ways. And so, you know, you can you can put leverage on them without sending troops in, and that's the way that previous presidents have gotten what they wanted out of states is to say, you know, okay, well, here's some, some purse strings that we have, uh, and we're just going to keep them tied shut if you don't, uh, you know, clean up your act a little bit. And, and I'm not disagreeing that they need to clean up their act a little bit. I mean, it's one thing to have protesters out protesting. It's another to have people, uh, you know, damaging property and threatening people. Yeah. You know, and I, as I pointed out, I think, yesterday or the day before you know i'm not sure that some of the damage was actual you know horrifying damage but you know if i was a business owner 
and somebody graffiti the front of my store. Now it takes me time and money to go out there and clean that off so that I can have my store running again. Yeah. Um, although, as I understand it, a lot of the places that were graffitied and attacked were government buildings. So, um, you know, um, I don't know. There's a fine line between protesting and and uh, and. You, know, you don't have the right to destroy property. But yeah. You don't. But if it, it is defacing property, destroying property? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have the right to graffiti graffiti and vandalism is they're both against the law. That's so true. Vandalism, vandalism is against, against the, law. the law. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that was the attitude that the uh, federal government took was the state is not enforcing that law. It is against the law and it's damaging federal buildings which will cost us money to go fix because the state's not going to do it. It's a federal building. So we're going to send people in to say, stop it. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I don't think that, that sending in federal uh, troops isn't the right word, but the federal uh, law, enforcement. Uh, law enforcement was, was a judicious move. I, again, I think it was probably a test balloon to see how things work. And I would like to, you know, what, what it, the, I think the smart money would be, what has the federal government done during that time that they didn't want us paying attention to? Because that was getting all the headlines. And I really believe yep. that you have to think that way when you're dealing with Trump, because that's what he does. He's well, really, that's what really. what a lot of presidents have done. I think Obama did it, too. Yeah, but I think I don't know that any of them has been a, as good at it as Trump, because tr the, the stuff that Trump uses as a distraction is such a huge distraction. I mean, I think, honestly, you know, he complains about the, the left wing news media. If it weren't for the left wing news media, he would not have nearly the freedom of action that he does because he uses them like a paintbrush. He he plays them and lets give feeds them garbage to get them all rattled up about something so that he can go do what he wants while they're not paying attention. Maybe. And I and I think that that for the most part they are gullible and fall for that because they go for headlines and so they just want the headlines and if he's going to feed them headlines they'll take it and they go marching on their happy way getting their headlines and getting people watching their shows and he gets what he wants it's a win-win they're frenemies <sighs> i'm cynical no i'm sure you're right i'm cynical. I'm sure you're right you know it's uh it's really interesting because along those same lines i started watching the real housewives of orange county last night <laughs> i'm sorry these <laughs> Instead of watching players. basketball, you watch the real housewives. Come on, where's your well, priorities? As I, as I was, I had my laptop in my lap, so I was getting some work done, and I, uh, I watched the Real Housewives, and these women are are really mean to each other. They're horrible. <laughs> They're horrible. You know, as <laughs> as so much reality TV, I, I refer to as as stupid people behaving badly, and yes. <laughs> it's like, and why do we watch this? Because it's. Slow motion train wrecks is what it is. It's just <laughs> slow motion train wrecks. So I, I, I have to say I really like um, – I, I, I don't watch all of The Real Housewives, and there's a whole bunch. There's like a, a, a Potomac that's coming out. There's Beverly Hills and New Jersey. I watch New Jersey and Orange County. Um, I've watched Atlanta, and then I lost interest. I just got busy. And then, you know, over the last 15 years, whatever they've been on the air. And um, uh, I like Orange County. I don't know why. I just find them engaging and interesting and ridiculous and vapid and all of those things. <laughs> yeah, well, that they are. They are. That they are. They they've are. got. They've got. Uh, they've cornered the market on vapid. So. 
Uh, actually, I wish they'd cornered the market. Unfortunately, they haven't. There's plenty to go okay. around. There's there are Kardashians out there and their relatives. So, so you vap, know, you know, <laughs> there's plenty of vapid to go around. I guess. Don't I worry, we'll make more. <laughs> during COVID, I finally watched an episode of the Kardashians, uh-huh. and I could feel brain cells leaving my body. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never watched an. I make fun of it. I've never watched an episode of any of it. I've watched. There's been bits and pieces of it on, and if it's if it stays on, I I walk out of the room or, uh, you know, and and I mean, nobody in my family is is a big watcher of that. Um, you know, uh, my daughter when she was visiting one time watched this show, and I, I'm I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's essentially, uh, a bunch of people who work on a luxury yacht that's rented out to really rich people, but not oh, quite rich yeah, enough yeah, to yeah. own their own yacht. And yes. so it follows this this the group of people on this yacht and the people who are renting it, and yeah, there's a bunch of just again horrible, stupid people that behave badly, <laughs> and and you just you're going like, well, there's a reason that your job is to like you know serve food on a boat, you know, because serving food in anything larger like a restaurant would probably confuse you. Um, <laughs> Show, but it's another one of those Bravo um, yeah. shows, those um, uh, reality TV shows. Yeah, there's producers out there walking around saying, "Let's find somebody in an interesting place who's just ridiculously dumb, and let's put him on television." And Hence so, the Tiger King. Yeah, you know, and that's what they do. They just wander around. Hey, this is interesting. This guy works with tigers, and he doesn't have a brain cell to spare. <laughs> let's put a camera on him and see what happens. Oh, look, somebody lost an arm. You know, I mean, that's literally what happened on Tiger King. Literally what happened. Um, oh, that's so funny. You know, it's, I, you got to wonder about these guys that are the producers too, you know. It's like they're literally like scouring the planet for, for stupid people in, in interesting places, you know. I mean, they can't just be stupid, you know, sitting at home. They've got to be interesting, stupid people in an interesting place. It's got to be something. Yeah. They're doing something abnormal or they're, or they're you, know, you know, in some exotic locale that's, that's beautiful and yeah. different or, you know. There are no real housewives of Pacoima. Yeah, yeah, you know. Real housewives of Central Corona, you know. Uh-uh, <laughs> sorry. Although, okay, so if Carol Burnett were alive, I am sure she would make that spoof because when Dynasty and Dallas and there was one other show, yeah. Mock Landing was on the on the oh, air. Oh yeah, she skewered them. They on the Carol Burnett show. Well, the Carol Burnett made a um, uh, a mini series called Fresno, right? And it was making fun of. I think I've talked about it before. It was forty years ago, and I still think about how funny it was. It mm-hmm. was so ridiculous. Instead of the yeah. big luxury car, she got into the back of the old station wagon, which make you you get in the back and you, um, if yeah. you sit backwards, facing yeah, you're the, facing yeah. the wrong way in the yes. back. Yep, been there, done that. Pontiac Catalina was the station wagon we had, <laughs> the land yacht that my family owned, <laughs> the one where there was commercials about don't crack the back window because it'll suck fumes from the exhaust pipe back into the car, so you'll all yes. get like lightheaded and dizzy as you're driving down the freeway. Carbon monoxide poisoning for yeah. your kids. Yeah, like, yeah. golly, dear. Why are the kids so quiet? Yeah, well, they're kind of <laughs> red. Did they get a little too much sun? <laughs> they can't breathe. Pull over. 
<laughs> next rest stop, dear. Next rest stop. It's only 17 miles. We got. <laughs> Road trips in the 70s. Yeah. Before satellite tele of the satellite radio and, yeah, and well, iPods uh, and all. Before people things. actually believed the whole commentary about seatbelts. It's like, yeah, they're in the car, but do we really need to use them? I yeah, mean, you know, <laughs> I, I I don't know if I've talked about this. I when I was in high school, went with some friends to the river. We sat in the back of an El Camino, which, uh-huh. you know, of course, is a pickup, pickup truck, truck bed, basically. Yeah. And, and we, we, we sunned ourselves the whole way out there. Yeah. There were no seat belts. Yeah. There were no, I mean, and I look back now and I'm thinking, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't allow my children to do that, you know. But yeah, I know. I, my, when I was a kid, my dad had a Sunbeam Alpine. So think of a Mazda Miata, um, maybe uh, 105% of a Mazda Miata. So it's slightly larger. There's space behind the two front seats that's maybe 14 inches. There's no chair there. It's just this space behind them. And so uh, my dad drove. My mom sat in the passenger seat. Nobody has seatbelts on. My mom is holding an 18-month-old child who's standing on her lap. I am sitting in the back sideways, okay, sitting sideways with my head and shoulders behind my mom so that I can see my dad driving. And then my, um, you know, and I'm like eight. So my two and three-year-old brother and sister are sitting cross-legged on my lap and on my knees. Um, and so there's there's a family of six in essentially what's a Miata with no seat belts, And my dad likes it because it's sporty. And I love my father. I love him dearly he is the most terrifying driver i've ever known so imagine this family (laughs) zipping around in that little car um you know it's not like we did it a lot but i mean i we did it enough that i have memories of it and it was it was like yeah we fit here no problem if i grow a half inch taller i won't fit back here anymore but yeah. In the 70s, it didn't matter. People did stuff like that all the time. Yeah. I mean, even when we were in the, the land yacht, the Catalina, um, you know, the, we were all sprawled all over the place and people crawling around in the seats. And, you know, I mean, they had a front bench seat and there was often a kid standing, a, you know, again, 18 month or, you know, toddler sized child standing on the seat in between the adults in the front seat. Um, you know, I mean. I think my mom eventually started saying, no, sit down, and made them sit in the back. But, you know, seatbelts eventually came into being a thing. But, uh, yeah, it's um, it's a different world, isn't it? Yes. Well, and I remember when the seatbelt laws um, were first put into place, um, and they were tied to federal funding. So if you didn't... Yeah. If your state your state didn't pass a seatbelt law, I think they weren't going to get federal <laughs> highway funds or something. Yeah, there's and the government people, doing it the right way, right? They didn't send yes, troops yeah. into the state saying, put on your seatbelts or we will. Um, and so they, the people thought that that was a violation of their rights, you know, like wearing a mask now. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's violating our rights. Well, no, it's not. You can make a choice to fund your roads yourself, but, uh, you know, and then have a higher death rate. But, you know, you know, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. thinking of the commentary for today. Sure. Well, and and how many people of his lives have been saved with seatbelts and with airbags and, you know, versus, you know, now, now we're doing the same thing with masks, right? I mean, I think I shared that the percentage 
of infection goes from like 60% down to 1.5 if you're wearing a mask, you know, uh, yes. ch chance of infection when you're in the presence of somebody who, who is positive for COVID. Now, and so. there's reports that came out yesterday about um, Anthony Fauci saying that um, perhaps we should all wear goggles. And it's like, you know, if we're if we're wearing, you know, full face masks all the mm -hmm. time, I mean, it's already hot enough to put a put a mask on your face. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. well, my glasses are going to have to be good enough because I'm not putting any more gear on my head. Yeah. Although a um, well, with your glasses, you're probably blocking little droplets from landing in your eyes and stuff. I think he's just thinking of protection. But again, you got to think about you know the doctors are going to say here's the very best thing you can do. Then you have to balance that against reality and and life. And certainly, if you want to do it, but I think there's certain things that you, you you're going to find it difficult to mandate, like you know wearing goggles. A lot of us who wear glasses a, a lot of the time. Um, essentially do if wear sunglasses a form of are goggles cold, then people will be like okay well that's fine i'll wear sunglasses yeah or you know, you know whatever they want you to wear the goggles like you were in chem lab when you were in high school right the big plastic things with the piece of elastic that's all rattered ratty and tattered scrapped around <laughs> the back of your head god and you're, and you're yeah. walking around going, i don't i can't oh, plug in my nose i don't know what you mean they um could you please pass the the murder um <laughs> The, uh, there was a doctor, though, that did a study uh, because people were complaining about wearing masks. He had somebody on a treadmill um, measuring the uh, oxygen in their, in their blood while they're walking on a treadmill. And then they put on a mask and they put on another mask. He ended up putting on eight masks and he was able to walk with eight masks and have no drop in his oxygen. So a lot of it is psychological. Doesn't mean you don't yes. like it. Doesn't mean you don't like it, but it's, you know, even even those who say that they have some breathing issues, you're not losing any oxygen by wearing a mask. Um, it just feels constrictive. I saw another study, though, for what, if they were running, it was, they did see a drop. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but not in the cloth masks. I think it was in the, the thicker and, masks. Yeah, like the N95 masks. And this was just cloth masks. This study was cloth masks, typically what you can buy from the street vendors because that seems to be the thing to sell nowadays used to be you know some guy in the corner would want to sell you a 25 cent bundle of flowers for five bucks or ten bucks or whatever which is better than the 30 bucks it would cost you at your florist but uh, you know now they're all out there with homemade masks that magically appeared and you know i don't know whether they're like a whole bunch of people sitting at home with sewing machines making masks to go out and sell them on the corners or if they're shipping them all in cheaply from china because that makes me feel so safe but there's masks out there to be had. I found Speaking about things coming from China. So we talked about these um, people are finding seeds are yeah. being mailed seeds, random seeds are, showing up in your China, mailbox. Yeah. Which is, is so bizarre. And, um, uh, you know, have you seen all of the memes with the little shop of horrors flowers? About, mm -hmm. you know, the That's China where my seeds. head went immediately is like, yeah, they're, they're going to send me seeds. I'm going to plant them and then they're going to eat me. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> feed me. Come on and feed me. <laughs> That's actually the who, but okay. <laughs> I'm like, got, wait, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, I got the wrong melody, but you know. Feed yeah. me like you do. I'm so in love with you. Mama's got a squeeze box. Daddy never sleeps at night. Da dump dump dump. You know. 
My brain mixes a lot of things around at times. It's what can I say? It's very confusing in here. Uh, you know, yes. I don't know. I, I, the thought of, of taking random seeds and planting them to see what happens. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't do that. Just like I wouldn't pick up a random yeah. flash drive and stick it in my computer. Although I think a, a lot of people look at random seeds and go, well, what ha- what's the worst that could happen? You know, just plant it and see what it is. And the worst that well, could it happen could be an is invasive species. Exactly, that's what I was saying. The worst that could be happen is it could be some some invasive uh, weed that that you know starts as, as innocent seeds planted in your front yard and multiplies, and the next thing you know, our entire soybean crop doesn't grow anymore because there's yes. this this thing that kills soybeans. Um, you don't know. You just don't know. Like you, said, I thought the, the the analogy of finding a random USB drive and sticking it in your computer is. That that's what you're doing, you know. It it's it's a Russian roulette game, is what it is, or a Chinese roulette game. Yes, don't be a dummy. Don't be a dummy. Uh oh, so we're in trouble. Some happy clappy news. Apparently, nine rabid bats have been found in three cities in San Bernardino County. That's happy. Isn't that exciting. <laughs> that's happy. Well, yes. it's nine rabid bats, nine less rabid bats out on the street, up to no good. <laughs> that hasn't been vaccinated in a while now it's probably a good time to get them vaccinated yeah um, yeah you know cases, four of the cases were confirmed in the past two weeks so three bats were from rancho cucamonga two from fontana and two from apple valley um and th- apparently there are uh two more bats that they're not sure where they came from you know they're not carrying id these bats so can't trust yeah. a bat man get it batman yeah, ah. The, so if, um, you see a, if you see a bat around you, uh, like it's you, bats, stay away from people. So if you see a bat around you, stay away from it and yeah. call animal control. Well, I used to coach in the evenings. Every once in a while, there would be bats out, and you could see you would they would um, like fly around the the pool lights and stuff in the evenings, and uh, because that's where a lot of bugs would gather. Right. And so the, so the bats would come diving through, uh, and you know you just see glimpses of them. But they they move their wings in a very different way than a bird does. Yes. And and so. Um, and yeah. they're too big to be an insect. Yeah, and and they squeak sometimes too. So there's some weird little peepee sounds that they make. Peepee sounds. That's not probably a right way to describe that. Um, peeping sounds. Pe- peeping. peeping. No, peeping. not peeping. Peeping Pre- was no. peeping is better than peepee sounds, which is what I said originally. <laughs> Sounded and like no, water. there was no tinkling going on. We didn't. <laughs> coach with umbrellas to to protect ourselves from bat urine no that is not what we were doing um so bats are actually pretty amazing creatures they eat they eat a ton of mosquitoes a ton yeah. of them you know i read an article the other day about how at disney world built in a on a you know in a swamp in florida is essentially mosquito free and a large part of that is because the entire place everything is very carefully graded so that there is never any standing water. Even if they go out and spray something down, everything drains off. Everything that looks like it's flat isn't. There are drains and everything everything moves off. There nothing sits anywhere in Disneyland in terms of water. Not on isn't top that of interesting? not on top of roofs, not on top of any of the streets. Anytime there's like a a, a pond, there's a a fountain in it to keep the water moving. Um, and if you look at it, there's very often pumps and circulators to keep the water moving inside so that it's flowing somewhere. 
because mosquitoes don't like flowing water. They like still water. And and so, yeah, they actually hired the, the guy who was in charge of running the Panama Canal just after it opened to help them design that because that was a major issue when they were building the Panama Canal was how do we stop mosquitoes from spreading malaria? And that's what they found was get rid of all standing water and you, you can pretty much keep them out of the area. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They also keep chickens um, uh, on Main Street behind the, the, the stores on Main Street and Disney World. There's, um, they keep chickens and they use the eggs from the chickens as fresh eggs in the, um, in the restaurants. But the, the, and then the chickens get checked like uh, regularly and by regularly, sometimes daily or weekly. They've got veterinarians on staff that go around checking chickens because chickens will get bit by mosquitoes as well. So they're checking chickens to make sure that they don't have any mosquito-borne diseases. And, uh, and so that's their, their sort of canary in a coal mine, so to speak, to check. Interesting. The, yeah. Interesting. Well, because, you know, yellow fever has been had. There have been outbreaks of yellow fever in, in the southern United States mm-hmm. um, over the years. And that is a nasty virus. Yeah. Yeah. So isn't that interesting? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Chickens. Well, yeah. it makes sense, too. I mean, they, they, they sell a lot of food at Disneyland, so. They do. Um, at they Disney do. World. You know, and the, a lot of fresh eggs. I'm sure they still buy more, but it's like, you know, interesting that they're thinking about, you know, hey, we built this in a swamp. How do we keep everybody from not walking around hitting it themselves to swat mosquitoes? That takes away from the experience. And so they, they put a lot of effort into to making sure that mosquitoes don't breed in the area in and around Disney World. Interesting. So that is you, very interesting. You know, there's a lot of underground tunnels throughout the entire um, park as well, just like at Disneyland, so that uh, the people who are in costume can pop up in the area they're supposed to be in because Walt Disney didn't want people in costume walking through the park to get to, you know, they don't want them walking down Main Street to get Mickey Mouse back to, to his house. And so there's places where they walk underground and then they pop up and come from behind a fence or something. And in Disney World, when they went to go do that, they couldn't do it because the the groundwater is, is like three feet underground. So they actually yeah. built all the tunnels, and then they built Disneyland on top of it. So when you're walking around in Disneyland, you're really like on the second story of, a, of, of what's essentially a giant building at Disney World. Seriously? Yeah. So Main Street and all that stuff is actually elevated up in the air because underneath is where the tunnels and stuff are. They're not actually isn't, tunnels. It's like the ground floor. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I the, have no idea. The architecture to do what they did there and the logistics to do what they did there is pretty ph- phenomenal. It's just a really interesting article about some of the stuff that they did to, to make that work the way they wanted it to. You know, civil engineers and architects are kind of amazing. They really are. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that they, what they, that they build the things they build, they're just, they're just a wonder to me. Yeah, it's they like, really you, you want to build a giant amusement park in a swamp? Okay, here's what we need to do. You know, and I'm like, all right. Yeah, somebody sat down and thought about all that stuff and said, Here, here's how we make this work. Yeah. You know? They said, this is a, we have this really difficult problem to solve, and this is how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's amazing. And people, you know, they think of engineers these days, and I think most people think of either bioengineers or electronics. You yes. know, software engineers or even hardware engineers, but like electronic stuff. Um, and, you know, long before there was a, electrical engineers, there were uh, um, there were mechanical engineers and and, and civil engineers and civil engineers. The people that looked at 
cities and you know most of your city planners are civil engineers and they they look at you know well what's the right way to to make this happen so that it works best for the city so that we our traffic flows properly and and you know the land drains properly and and there's just all kinds of amazing things that that there's somebody out there thinking about it to make it work right which is partially why we have all the regulations we have when building things is because they want you to follow the rules and then they come and check to make sure you're following the rules that's cool because somebody thought about hey you know what we get a lot of earthquakes here hey did you feel the earthquake yesterday by the way there was one at 4:30 i didn't find out about it till nope. later 4:30 in the morning all. there was a, a tembler uh, out near it was it's sort like of half or something right yeah it was like halfway between like la and magic mountain so you know not quite um, out to canyon country but out that way and uh, it was 4.1, which is not huge, but, I mean, if you're right on top of it, you get a good shake. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't feel anything. I happened to be up because I got up early yesterday, but uh, didn't feel it. We always get up early. Yeah, but I got up earlier. When I say get up early, I mean earlier than I do to do the show. I just got up early. Yeah, I actually got up at 2 a.m. yesterday. And Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, you were up way early. You know, it was. You know, it turned out to be okay because I was really productive yesterday. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm just gonna. I'm not going anywhere, so I might as well just go with the flow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I before you know, because we have we have about ten minutes left. Um, I want to talk about this uh, Supreme Court, California Supreme Court um, ruling that came it came down yesterday that local governments can indeed crack down on pension spiking by public workers without running afoul of the law. What is pension um, spiking? So it's where you, um, uh, well, let me me keep going. The Deputy Sheriff's Association of Alameda County had argued that statewide pension reforms adopted in 2013 forbidding the spiking could not be applied to existing workers because local agreements uh, blessing the end of career pension sweeteners were already in existence. Um, one person's pension spiking is another person's expectation of a promise, is what they tried to argue. So um, it's essentially, uh, you know, taking overtime and taking, you know, ex- there's there's different ways of doing it, but it's a way of of ratcheting up what you earn each year to ratchet up what you get in your um, in your pension. So. You get the big promotion and work a bunch of overtime in your last year so that your pension is that much bigger. I see, because you, um, your pension is based on the highest salary you made during the time you worked. Yes. And so yes. let's like do everything we can to maximize that before we step out the door. Right. And a lot of these guys, you know, they, they'll, they'll do, they'll max out their pension, their regular pension, and then they'll go out on disability leave. And you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. And then they get even more. Now, disability leave was, or disability retirement would be like what your mom took when she had a brain hemorrhage. Yeah, that she had brain surgery. Spike. Yeah, yes. that's, that, she's not playing any games there. When people are cutting into your head, that's pretty serious. Right. Now, so that's what it was designed for because it assumes that the person who was out on disability has greater needs than they anticipated, which is true. You know, she had to have brain surgery. Right. Um, and, but, but for people who, who go out on and, and wink, wink, disability leaves? They're spiking their pay, you know, at the expense of the of the uh, taxpayers. Mm-hmm. And the California has now said you can't do that. Um, so it would uh, uh, they were 
uh, we hold the challenge provisions. Um, we hold that the challenge provisions meet contract clause requirements of the Supreme Court in California. They were enacted for the constitutionally permissible purpose of closing the loopholes and preventing abuse of the pension system. Further, it would defeat this proper objective to interpret the California rule to require county pension plans either to maintain these loopholes for existing employees or provide comparable new pension benefits that would perpetuate the unwarranted advantages provided by these loopholes. The California rule is the elephant in the room in pension reform. It grew out of legal challenges to the public pension system over the years and holds that pension promises in place the day a public worker was hired are set in stone. Um, pensions can be adjusted upward but never downward. Because pension payments are calcul calculated based on the worker's highest year of earnings, people would then spike them. They would they would take a lump sum cash payment for all of their unused vacation or sick time, and you know saying that that was their regular payment, right? So, um, you know, it's it's just corruption, 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 corruption. So, and of course, huh. this is this. So is, you're saying my my public employee wife teacher can't spike her stuff because of this ruling now. So we're we, we lose that money that we were going to try to sneakily steal from the government. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> same, for, same for my public employee husband. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I, you know what? Good. I mean, it's it, it, to be honest, good. They shouldn't be doing all that garbage anyway. I mean, quit playing games. You earned a pension. Take the pension you earned. Don't try to, to add into it. If you want to make more, then try to get promotions along the way. That's what it's designed to do. That's the way it was set up. And when you start gaming it by, like you said, saving up a bunch of of uh, you know sick leave or vacation pay that you can take at a giant lump sum. Um, although I will say I know that most, not most, but a lot of um, uh, federal employees and state employees and, and school employees, uh, if they have vacation or something, they end up taking what they call terminal leave. So they will like actually quit working on day eight and say not actually retired till day 30 because they had vacation to the end of the month or something so right, because but, they don't get right. paid out for that they'll get paid for that for the x number of days but that doesn't right. increase their salary any it just means right. that they get their same salary through the end of the month before they then switch to their retirement exactly exactly and that's fine yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing corrupt about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and you earned it. You you accrued those that time, so you might as well take it. Um, and and that's vacation. Um, I think that you don't get. You're not supposed to do that with um, um, sick days. Sick time. That's vacation yeah. days that you've accrued. Now, if you're genuinely sick, then I guess you take it. But um, but if that's the case, then you may have been sick for a while, and you're taking disability. It's a different issue. Yeah. The air quotes disability bothers me a lot. That's that's, you know, basically taking money from uh, from the, the the retirement pot that is there for people who need it. And, you right. know, having having had a mom that was in a situation where she worked for a school and wanted to keep working and literally had to have brain surgery um, and and wanted to continue working after that, but found it too difficult. She had to go through a lot of uh, occupational and physical therapy to be able to walk and stand and you know and swallow and she yeah couldn't swallow after her hemorrhage right i mean there was a lot of issues there and you know and and there are people like her and people you know who are even dealing with bigger problems and luckily she has fully recuperated and i mean to this day she has some balance issues but but uh she uh 
you know, is still with us and has lived, you know, a full life and, and not, you know, had to deal with a lot of um, um, issues resulting from that surgery, she, you know, over, over the long run. And uh, although I know the recovery was difficult for her. And, you know, those are the people that that, that system is set up for. Yes. And if it, you end up with multiple sclerosis or mm-hmm. end up with, you know, you're in a bad accident and you can't move because you're in so much pain or, I mean, that's what it was designed for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's you know, and there's lots of people out there who who need that additional support and funding to help deal with their health issues. And it just really, really gets my goat that there are some people out there just taking advantage of that. You know, yep. that that's like like seeing, uh, uh, you know, a, a disabled person on the street, you know, holding out a cup, asking for 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 money and walking by and taking their cup full of money. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. what it is. It's like, yeah, I'll take that. There's extra money here. I'll take your money. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, well, we are coming short on time. Stay cool this weekend. I mean, this is I'm a weekend cool where- everywhere I go. I'm born cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weekend where the, yeah, the lakes and the, and the beaches are probably going to have a lot of people on them. Yeah. Um, be prepared to social distance. Yes. You know, turn on your sprinklers. Run through that. Keep um, some personal I, distance between you and everybody else. Yes. Yes. And the sprinklers cool. is a good idea. Sprinklers, yeah. Like I said yesterday, maybe take some, take a shower in the middle of the day to kind of cool off instead of necessarily you know in the morning and stuff. It's just, there's some some ways to help cool off without running your air conditioner to the point where you're spending a fortune. Um, but. I remember when our kids were little, we had this sprinkler. I think it was called the Magic Daisy. Yes, and it had all I of remember these different, the Daisy. Yes, and it it had all these different hoses that would fly all over the uh-huh. place. I mean, little short ones. And, yeah, uh, it looked like one of know. those um, those little uh, uh, like tall, skinny balloon guys that they have at the car dealerships. Except yes. it was hoses that like splattered water. And uh, was it Dancing Daisy or Magic Daisy? Yeah. Maybe it was Dancing Daisy. I don't but, remember. But yeah, but, I, remember uh, I remember that out. Kids had so yeah. Much fun. Yeah, I remember all four of our kids out running around, just giggling and squealing and running through that and having the time of their lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. do that. <laughs> yep. And I think I got a, uh, a above ground pool for a while, like an 18 foot, three and a half foot deep pool, and had oh, I kids out. That out in the backyard, you know, playing in that for a while too, uh, you know, for at least one season or two. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, we're the hot time of year, right? It's August and September. So do what you can to keep cool, keep the temperature down and wear sunblock if you're outside. Oh my gosh, you will absolutely look like a Even French fry. Even if your fry. skin is darker, we still have, you know, those, you can still get skin cancer. It's still harmful for your body. Oh, yeah. Put the sunscreen on. Hey, I, one of my friends in high school, uh, when we played water polo, was a very dark-skinned African-American, and I'll never forget him coming in one day uh, to practice and didn't realize how badly he had gotten burned. And his skin was red, and he it hurt to touch. And he was like, I didn't oh. think I would burn. And he was, like, fried. I felt so bad oh. for him. Because I mean, guy. I'm incredibly pale, so I always cover up, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, he was burnt bad. Um, he's a doctor now, so he learned his lesson, I'm sure. Yeah, evidently. Uh, yeah, lives back east. So anyway, uh, here's to you, Clarence. Everybody, stay out of the sun, and uh, thank you for joining us today. It is Friday, so we'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm Todd Brinker. 
I'm Erin Brinker. Have fun this weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. Thank you.